0: Join Startup Canada this spring as we tour across Canada to celebrate the winners of the 2018 Startup Canada Awards. Join us in Winnipeg, Vancouver, Miramichi, Sault Ste. Marie, and Montreal. Network with leading entrepreneurs and the drivers of Canada's startup community. Visit StartupAward.ca for more information and to get your tickets now.
1: is the only bank dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs. That's why we're proud to support women entrepreneurs with the Thrive Podcast, providing startup women with the support and resources they need to start and grow their business.
0: Here to connect you with the leading Canadian organizations helping women entrepreneurs... It's Janice McDonald on The Thrive Podcast. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, a show inspiring, connecting and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. On this show, we connect you with leading innovators, change makers and organizations helping women to own it in entrepreneurship. The Thrive Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community and voice for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada, the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community and subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Janice McDonald, President of the Beacon Agency and Startup Canada's Ambassador for Women Entrepreneurs. We're thrilled to have Ria Lupton on the show today. Ria is a passionate community builder. She's the director of SheWorks Toronto Chapter, a leading global platform and event series, empowering more than 20,000 female entrepreneurs to build and scale successful companies. SheWorks is closing the funding gap by democratizing access to top mentors and investors, and is a leader driving the global movement for gender parity in entrepreneurship. Rhea's also supported the growth of several communities, including Women Who Code Toronto and Girls in Tech Toronto, just to name a few. Welcome to the show, Ria. Hi, Janice. So glad to be Hi. here. Hi. Yeah, we're going to have a great conversation. So what what about um, starting off with the key message you hope our listeners are going to take away from our conversation today?
1: So I'm going to keep this around community building and you know, supporting global movements and organizations, I think the key message that I would give anyone would be to educate yourself around whatever you're supporting. Okay. Whether it's a movement around women in tech, whether it's a movement concerning race or gender um, or sexual harassment, just educate yourself as to what you're supporting and support it in any way and means that is possible for you. Even a little action can change can change the total direction of a movement.
0: So community building starts with uh, informed. Participants in the community from your perspective. Yeah. And so when you think about this area of expertise that you have all around building and scaling successful companies, and certainly you've been at the forefront of doing that and, and with a tech lens as well, are there places that you think people who are interested in this area of community building, are there things they should be looking at, you know, resources that you say start here and come back and see me when you've kind of informed yourself are there places you yeah can you share some of those I
1: mean for sure like if you're looking to support startups and stuff organizations like Startup Canada are great Um, if you're looking to get more involved in the coding side of things there's Canada Learning Code there's um, you know Code for Canada if you're talking about more you know nuanced discussions around um, diversity and inclusion there is Tech Girls Canada, Sadia Muzaffer, who was at the helm of it. She was actually at SAS North as well. Um, mm-hmm. And she's amazing. She's produced this document with TWG, which is the working group here in Toronto. And it's called Change the, Change the Ratio. Um, so okay. I would urge listeners to check all of those resources out.
0: Is there a website for that one that you can point us to? Let me just... Check one second. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So that's change the racial and we're going to find out. um, Sorry, it's changed together. I was wrong. It's changed together. That's okay. All right, good. We checked. Okay, change Together. together. Good. It's a .ca or .io. Io. Yep. Okay, change together. Yep. Amazing, and so you, uh, it's very clear that you're involved in Canada's women entrepreneurs community, and uh, yeah. you've got your hands on and you support women in all different kinds of ways. Can you talk about how you encourage and support women to own it in entrepreneurship?
1: I think the biggest thing is um, is there's is no magic formula, right? It's really I do believe that if you, if women see other women doing really great things, you're more encouraged Mm -hmm. to do it. So if you have an idea, if you want to do something, I always tell people to just go do it. You'll find the supporters. We are very lucky. Not lucky. I feel like we have worked so hard for all of these things that we we have for women today. And, you know, especially in Canada, the ecosystem is so supportive. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you want to do anything, just, just go do it.
0: So your take on it, Ria, is that um, the ecosystem is supportive for women entrepreneurs. Yeah.
1: I find that it's very supportive. I know there is still a long way to go, right? I don't mm-hmm. claim to have all the knowledge in the world on everything. That's why I started. Mm-hmm. But with- just
0: your view. Yes. Yeah, your view of it. Yeah, you no, know, you have an expert view. So it's great to hear how you're, you know, that not only what you're seeing, but what you're hearing from others, that it is a supportive environment.
1: Mm-hmm. It is super supportive. And another thing is also around, you know, a lot of times when you see all these stats around how many women are on board boards as compared to men. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I get so frustrated still cause it's 2017 and you know, we are trying to move that needle and all of that stuff, but mm-hmm.
0: it's been slow yes, coming.
1: And, and I get mm-hmm. it. Movements take time, right? Time takes time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm we we just we have to we have to do it and we have to just go out there and just get it.
2: Mhm.
0: I like your idea of um you know doing it and being you didn't use this word but it it made me think of the importance of role modeling for women entrepreneurs to see others doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. I I really believe that's very important that's part of the reason that you know I'm supporting all these communities building them and you know being a part of all these movements because If you can see it, you can be it, right? Yeah. Um, Which in no way, shape or form, means that you can't have role models from other genders or, you know, people who are not like you. You definitely can. But personally, for me, when I see all these amazing women, and I'm a new mother, I have an eight-month-old, when I see other women who are moms who are killing it, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can do this too.
0: Right. It doesn't feel so impossible. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't feel lonely. Right. Like when you face Mm -hmm. issues and all of those things, you're like, okay, I can talk to someone. I have a mentor. I have a role model.
0: Mm hmm. So true. So, you know, several of the communities that we have mentioned that you're supporting women who code Toronto and girls in tech Toronto. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And for people who find, you know, want to know more? Um, So just kind of give us a sense of of what those communities are like. Sure.
1: So I will, I will kind of like give you a rundown of a few organizations that I'm a part of. There is Mm -hmm. Women and Tech, which has been around since 2010. And they basically do featured profiles of other amazing women in tech. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be featured there. You can be a community builder in tech. You can be a developer, an engineer, Mm -hmm. or, you know, holding some kind of, um, role in tech. So there is that Mm -hmm. more publication telling stories like those kind of things. Then there is women who code Toronto, which organizes workshops free of charge and you can be a part of it. You can go and learn basics of code and they, they offer, um, you know more in depth workshops as well, and and it's free. Yes, it's totally free. That's part of our mandate a- to not charge for any of it to lower that barrier to entry. Um, That's amazing. Thank you. And so another one that I've become recently become a part of is called Inspiring mm-hmm. Fifty. It's a Netherlands based. Um, organization that is launching in Canada and I'm their lead for Canada. And we are attempting Mm -hmm. to identify 50 amazing women in tech across Canada.
0: That's amazing Uh, also.
1: Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And we have the support of the Dutch embassy in Ottawa and it's been so great working with them and having that support so that we can take this across Canada. Cause a lot of initiatives, you know, you know, when you're building communities, not-for-profits, that's, sometimes that can be a challenge to further it when you don't have that support from, an, from a bigger organization. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You bet. Yeah. And we know the power and importance of partnerships mm-hmm. and collaboration. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes whatever that message is further and with some momentum. So that's pretty exciting. Why um, did the Dutch uh, embassy get involved?
1: So because the organization that's trying to launch in Canada, it's Netherlands based, right? And the woman who's launched it, she really believes in the power of partnerships as well in each country that she has launched it in. It's by partnering with the embassy in those countries. And I think it's very, yeah. very powerful because in Canada, we are seeing this increasingly as well where's this collaboration between the government and the private sector. And I was at um, an event recently, I think it was the Walrus Talks, and Syria Grell, mm-hmm. who works with the city of Toronto, Um, Mm -hmm. she talked about how the government is not the bad guy. (laughs) You have to collaborate with them because you work with the government and Mm -hmm. you go a lot further. And I think that's the main reasoning behind it.
0: It's really exciting. So Inspiring 50 will be this role model approach. Yes. And it's already happening in other countries. Yes, it's
1: already happening in London, South Africa, um, and a few Nordic countries.
0: That's really amazing to get this cohort of exciting women who mm-hmm. are in tech together. I love it. Thank you. Well, we're going to, and what's your time frame? Get, give us some insights into that.
1: So we are currently hoping to have the event. So we've already closed the nominations. The nominations mm-hmm. happened over the last quarter of 2017. And mm-hmm. we're going to have the main event in March of 2018. We're just trying to like hammer out the details.
0: Yes, isn't that always how it goes? <laughs> okay, so we will be excited to to watch and and learn more about that. Thank you. So aside from Inspiring 50, which sounds like an amazing initiative, are there other communities that you'd like to highlight?
1: I would say SheWorks, definitely. Yeah, we were going to get
0: to that. But I just want to make sure, was there anything else that you're like, hey, this is kind of happening or I'm seeing interesting stuff. But of course, SheWorks, we want to hear all about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so before SheWorks, another shout out to Startup Open House, which um, I, I, I don't, I think they did Ottawa last year. Are You guys are based in Ottawa, yeah. right? Um, so they did uh, an event in Ottawa last year as well. And basically what they do is that for one night a year, all the startups in the different cities that start up open house, um, first of all, they're all totally like they're homegrown. They started off in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And for one night a year, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, um the startups open their doors and anybody can walk in and chat with the staff there and see
0: where like, you know, startups live and breathe. That's so fun. What's it called again? Startup open house. Startup open house. Just like I know here in Ottawa, we do like uh, doors open Ottawa. So it's sort of the same idea. It's like come in, poke around, talk to people and see what they're up to. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. So that's an annual event. Yes, it is. It's amazing. All right. We got to hear about SheWorks. Sure. <laughs>
1: so you gave like a really good
0: intro. So I
1: wouldn't, I won't repeat all of that stuff. Um, we are, a, we are a platform and we organize monthly breakfast here in Toronto and the other cities that they're in, including Tel Aviv and uh, Singapore. Amazing. We, amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. It's so exciting to be a part of that. And uh, so you know, we do monthly breakfast. That's part of our mandate. And we get like 20, 30 entrepreneurs in a
0: room and a mentor to give a talk. And, and or just to understand, cause I, I like to break it down for people. Sure. So uh, they go to the, she website. They see that you're having your next monthly breakfast. Is it, do they sign up? They pay? Do you have to be invited? What's kind of, how do, how does somebody become part of the, SheWorks community?
1: Yes. Yeah, so there are open events. You can go to, when you go to the website, there is on the, Top menu, there is an attend button, and if you click on the attend, you will see
0: all, all the upcoming events. Okay, fabulous! This is easy. This is an easy way yeah. for people to get out and meet Ria and yeah. all your fun friends, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So you attend it. It's uh, we keep it open. Anyone can buy a ticket mm-hmm. as long as we just like we actually invite service providers into the room as well. You don't necessarily have to be. Uh, solely an entrepreneur because i believe like people who are doing consulting and all those kind of things too they're entrepreneurs in their own right Mm -hmm. um and you know entrepreneurs need their services as well so we actually do encourage if there are listeners to this podcast who are not necessarily entrepreneurs and investors you are invited to the table too well a thriving
0: ecosystem needs everybody Yeah. yeah Okay. So they come and then kind of give us like a sense of what's going to happen. Come to a, she works breakfast. I'm going to learn about.
1: So we usually pick the topic in advance Mm -hmm. as to, and an expert comes in and gives a talk on that morning. Mm -hmm. And that talk is usually around 20 minutes. And then there is a section to ask questions or to just mingle with them. We try to keep it very, very casual. Um, First thing in the morning mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. You don't want to be going to a super formal event anyways. Yep. Um, so you come in, you listen to an expert give a talk on a variety of topics, ranging from telling your story on a pitch deck to how to build thriving communities.
0: Okay. So lots of and diversity have- of topics. Yeah. Love it
1: anything and everything that has to do with the startup world we talk about it we we're actually planning one to talk about like resetting yourself and self-care mm. in early January so, important. so if there are if this goes live before that and there are listeners who are interested in self-care please come by and join us
0: we're going to be after. <laughs> Sorry, Ria. okay. We'll no have worries. to cut that no little worries. bit out too. <laughs> sure.
1: So we are going to organize events next year around um, self care, around basic tech literacy, as well as funding and our usual things around you know how to be a better entrepreneur, how to take care of yourself.
0: And so she works. Let's get to the core of it. Like, how is it closing the funding gap for women entrepreneurs?
1: Um, so they're closing the funding ba- gap by really allowing these entrepreneurs to talk to each other and to share their networks. They actually have a Slack, which you can join. And the application for the Slack network is also on the SheWorks website. Okay. And so you get connected to top investors and top entrepreneurs, and you just get to talk to them as, as a peer, right? Mm-hmm. So part of the reason of organizing this breakfast is, is the same reasoning to just get these people together in a room so these conversations can organically happen. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that we're actually testing a pilot out in New York which is sort of like a boot camp for entrepreneurs. And and the women who uh Lisa who's one of the co-founder of um SheWorks, she actually had her own startup so she fe- she knows like the pain points of having your own startup and trying to fundraise for mm-hmm. it and she's really trying to drive a lot of the programming for SheWorks from that viewpoint.
0: Interesting. Okay. And so is there an actual application to get involved in that opportunity yet?
1: Not yet, because they're only doing a pilot in the States. And once that's proven, then we'll roll it out to Canada. So, so it's not available in Canada yet.
0: So the real message here is you have to go to the SheWorks website regularly to see all the different things that you're doing. and because you don't want to miss do. anything. And can yeah. you give the website for listeners, please?
1: Sure. It's just SheWorks.com. So
0: dot com. Yeah. So it's an X, not the K-S. X.com. No, it's X. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And so I know that um, you have the mentors and investors part of uh, making this connection. We know that for women founders, that can be a challenge, right? Accessing... Um, mm-hmm both of those kind of helpful resources. So I know you mentioned Slack and the breakfast. And so can you just kind of talk a little bit more about the power of putting mentors and investors together in the SheWorks network for women founders?
1: I think I'll come back to the point of what I said about Canadian ecosystem being really helpful and amazing. Mm -hmm. I, that. I would not say that a lot of times, yeah, you have these events and the impact still needs to be measured. There's not a lot of organizations that are actually measuring that impact. And I would acknowledge that. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Um, but if you are trying to get to know an investor or a mentor, I would really encourage you to go out and just put yourself forward and talk to them. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's, it's like making friends, right. In a lot of ways, like when you meet new people, you have to just, you know, put yourself out there and then see from there what happens. And I also want to acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of like things around that. Right. And especially things that are becoming very, very, um, you know, kind of like coming to the forefront and in today's world in 2017, especially there were so many cases of women speaking up and the me too movement Mm -hmm. was times person of the year. So I get it. It's hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and, and there's a natural kind of, power imbalance when you're going cap in yes. hand to ask somebody for money. Yeah. And so um it can be challenging. So I think mm-hmm. it's exciting that you have this opportunity for women founders to actually meet up with mentors and investors and
1: Yeah. And that, another thing that I say to people is like if you go to my LinkedIn and you approach me and if I do know someone in the community, I'm more than happy to make that connection. You just have to like approach me. And so do there are a lot of other people. If you do approach them in an authentic way, Mm -hmm. people are willing to make connections. People are willing to, you know, open those doors for you. Yes, I agree. But but you do have to do the work. Yeah.
0: And what is your advice to people who are feeling maybe a bit, uh, I don't know, nervous to approach or, you know, what? what works so yes you have to do it but how do they kind of get themselves ready to or psych themselves up to do it
1: hmm. okay this is one thing that i do especially um as i mentioned uh, earlier when we were having a chat before recording the podcast i'm from singapore and so when i came to canada i had zero friends and yes i am extroverted and i realized that but part of it was also thinking that you know people who are in positions of power, they weren't always there. They're people too, mm-hmm. right? They're probably feeling just as nervous as you when they talk to other people that they don't know yet. So you have to come from that mindset that they're they are just people as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk to them. And, uh, you know, sometimes it won't go right. Sometimes they may not be interested in having that conversation. But I bet you anything that there will be times that people will talk to you as long as you're coming from a place of authenticity. I think being authentic is very, very important. Mm -hmm. If you are, I'm sure many of us receive those messages on LinkedIn where it's like, I'm starting my company in, I don't know, like somewhere in, like maybe let's say in Winnipeg or something. And this person is, I don't know them. They don't have any mutual connections. They're not even telling me properly what they're doing, why I'm the right person to help them. Mm And I think like, if you go to someone and you have their first chat with them, like have your elevator pitch ready and have that little, like do a little bit of research on them, get to know them a little bit too with, with the internet. Like, I'm not saying stalk them, but you know, somewhere (laughs) in between
0: is what you're saying. Know your stuff. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Precisely. Like, uh, there is like a thing about creating value before you take it. And so If you take a little bit of interest in that person, too, and get to know them a little, I think they'll be more inclined to help you. Mm
0: -hmm. At least that's what's worked for me. I think that's such practical advice. The other thing that I hear a lot of women entrepreneurs in particular ask themselves when there's a goal that they want to achieve, but it's going to take some courage. They say, what's the worst thing that could happen? And once, mm-hmm. you know, and once they like look like, okay, well, they could turn me down, they could laugh at me, they could whatever. Then it's like, okay, well, now I know what the worst thing that could happen is. What's the likelihood that's going to happen? Mm, maybe only 50-50. So why don't Precisely. I proceed? You know, it can yeah. it can bolster your courage, I think, because it is yeah. mentorship is hard, ho- uh, mentorship, entrepreneurship is hard and mentorship helps.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And the other thing is also, I know like we have so many events and especially in the tech world, uh, we have so many events and everybody's like network, network, network. I would say that if you go to an event, Mm -hmm. if you can talk to three people and actually develop relationships with them, you've had a very successful event, Mm -hmm. right? You don't need to collect 25 cards. Yes. It's quality. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I really like the fact that you mentioned that, like, you know, uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? I think that's it's it's a healthy mindset to have. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Ria, you've talked about how in the SheWort's network that women founders can access investors. What about accessing mentors? Is this through a formal process? Is it more informal? Can you um, talk about how that's done and also the power and importance of mentorship?
1: Yeah, so the first question being how informal, or formal it is. So it's pretty informal. As I mentioned earlier, it's, it's breakfast and women can, or, you know, women are like who are entrepreneurs or service providers can attend these breakfasts and just get to know the people who are experts. I would say like a lot Mm -hmm. of times it's not just the experts giving the talk. It's like people in the room as well who are good connections and good people to get to know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so that's one thing I would say about, uh, the process. It's really, yeah, it's really, really informal. If there is someone in particular, okay. you get to know, I will put myself out there and like, you can come to me and you can ask me if I would be willing to make that connection. And I would be more than happy to like, you know, facilitate that process.
0: Wow. Um, a generous <laughs> offer from Ria right here for our listeners. So that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, so this, sorry, uh, go on. I was just going to say, and then, you know, why do you think mentorship matters? That's a very big question
1: and a very important one. Mm -hmm. Um, Mentorship matters because there are the, like your mentors. Okay. First of all, let's break it down a little. I don't Mm -hmm. think your mentors have to be somebody who has a ton more experience than you. Okay. Right. It doesn't have to be somebody who has 30 years more experience than you. They can just be your peers and your friends. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Absolutely. I
1: think. I think. Mentorship matters because all of us are humans, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There are points in our life where we want someone to just listen and, you know, give us some really solid advice. Uh-huh. And I, my, for me, the mentors that have, I, I do have mentors and, you know, there is one woman that I love so much and her name is Karen Shulman. hmm uh-huh. So if she's listening, hello, Karen. She <laughs> the thing with her and why our relationship works so well is because mm-hmm. she's willing to listen to me without judgment, right? Mm-hmm. And even when she gives me advice, it's without judgment. It's no holds barred. And, like, I've always received such great advice from her. And I think all of us can use a little bit more of that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Beyond, I- you know having a role model. I think that's another side of mentorship that's so important. Just having someone to talk to
0: because inter- entrepreneurship
1: can be a lonely road, right?
0: It is. Uh, yes. And even if, whether you're a solopreneur or somebody who has a large team working with you, um, you know, in, in each case, there's uh, different challenges. And so this idea of somebody uh, listening and asking you um, smart questions and, and, and even the hard a questions. And the hard one and a fresh perspective, you know, and yeah. sometimes that's all it takes. Um, and even hearing yourself talk through your problem as you're presenting it to someone else can provide clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's been very, very useful for me personally. So you heard it here. If you, uh, don't have one, get one. And if you need one, Call Rhea. (laughs) She's going to connect you. (laughs) So, you have a love and a passion for community. So, what's your top advice for listeners who want to engage with Canada's community of women entrepreneurs? Create
1: more value than you receive. Don't see being a part of this community as a marketing strategy. Don't tokenize women. Something that I've come to see is like a lot of startups would say they support diversity and inclusion but then they don't measure impact, right? Just saying that you believe in something and you want to be a part of this community. I'm talking from like the perspective of people who want to get more involved, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the community Mm -hmm. in terms of, in hopes of being more diverse and inclusive. And that's a really great goal to have, but don't just treat it as a marketing strategy. That's one thing I would say. And then for people who want to get more involved who are other women or just want to support Mm -hmm. this community, Get to know things first. Get to know right. the community, yes. what, what they do, what they have to offer, and basically educate yourself. So I'm like basically coming a full circle yeah. to my first point that I made.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come out, right? Come out. Just start to meet people. Learn what's going on. And before you ask for all kinds of things, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying bring. Right? Add value first. Is there anything else that you would like... Canada's community of women entrepreneurs to know from your uh, expertise on community building, women in tech, entrepreneurship, gender parity, and so much more, Ria. Is there a last thought you want to leave with our listeners? There's a
1: lot of value in supporting each other. And that's something that we have seen over the last few years as well, Mm -hmm. as these movements have popped up all across the map, not just in Canada, but globally. So continue to do that good work. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes I get like really frustrated that it's 2017 and we we're talking about the same things, right? Be be critical, ask hard questions, but also be mindful of the impact.
0: Wise words from Rhea Lupton. She's a passionate community builder. You know that now you've just heard her advice and wisdom. She's the director of SheWorks Toronto chapter and a leading uh, expert in so many as we said women in tech entrepreneurship gender parity community building and more and she has invited people who are interested in this community to come out get involved and reach out Ria it's been a delight to speak to you today thank you so much thank you Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, a show inspiring, connecting and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. Visit StartupCan.ca forward slash women to find resources designed to support thriving women-owned businesses across Canada. And visit StartupCan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett. And to learn about the latest startup community news and events like our popular startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, I'm Janice McDonald, leaving you
2: now with a sneak peek of our next episode. This is Joanne Stanley. I'm the Executive Director of Women in Communications and Technology, and you're listening to the Thrive Podcast with Janice McDonald. So we know that
0: mentorship has been really important for WCT all the way through its uh, existence and onward. So can you tell us the different ways that WCT approaches mentorship? Because um, I think it's one of the... I mean, you do so many exciting things, but one of the things that is just done so well, I know I've been a mentor before in the program uh, in different iterations over the years, and it's such a rewarding experience. And I know that, um, you know, talking to mentees, they find it really valuable, those connections. So can you talk to us so that women understand how they might access WCT uh, mentorship programs and what those look like?
2: Sure, And, and you're right, Janice, mentorship is the number one career advancement strategy. Strategy. We did a number Full of roundtables, right there. Okay.
0: No, it's worth underlining, right? Like the role of mentorship and why WCT has been at the forefront, right? Like it's it's actually significant. It's, you're not new to mentorship; you've been doing iterations for a long time.
2: And we've we heard that in a series of roundtables we did last year, both the employers themselves and the, and the women the employees say that the the single most important strategy that helped them advance in their careers or companies put into place were were men- mentorship programs there are very vari- there are variations of mentorship at WCT we have a one-on-one mentorship program where you are where one is paired with a more senior woman or man from another company, and possibly from an under another sector. That's a one-year relationship. The uh, mentorship circles is another variation of mentorship which we offer. Currently in Ottawa, uh, will also be in Halifax, and in um, out west as well. That's where there is a... Yes, so that's it spreading. Is. So there are. Great, that's where you have a group of women and a one mentor, and you meet on a periodic basis. It's more of a peer mentorship level, um, and the Protege Project, which I I have already talked about, is executive mentorship to take women into the C-suite. All, all three of those are offered through WCT, uh, and um, really is probably if you were to introduce yourself um, to that to WCT or to mentorship, I'd in, I'd get involved in that program. It's free for WCT members, so you just have to sign up anywhere in Canada, and you have access to it, which is actually tremendous.